0: From the Conversation, this is Politics with Michelle Grattan, a podcast where Michelle discusses the issues of the day with The Conversation's politics team. Hi, my name is Amanda Dunn. I'm the Politics and Society editor for The Conversation and I'm speaking with Michelle Grattan. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Amanda. Michelle, the Western Australian Premier Roger Cook yesterday announced that his government would overturn its controversial law to protect Aboriginal cultural heritage. What implications could this have for the voice to parliament?
1: Well, the interesting thing, Amanda, is that both sides have seen mileage in this retreat. The yes people are pleased to have uh, what's been a distraction removed. Uh, this legislation has been immensely controversial in WA, and WA is a very hard state for the yes case to win in and remember that we're seeking uh, In this referendum, if it's to be successful, a double majority—a majority of states as well as a majority of the national population. On the other side, the no people, like Peter Dutton, say, "Well, it just goes to show the advantage of something being in legislation because if it doesn't work, you can retreat when it's found to be a, a bad law." By contrast, the voice would be in the constitution. So, if it was found to not operate properly, then uh, it's there, it can't be uh, scrapped. Of course, people would reply to that Well, the parliament would have the opportunity to amend it. But nevertheless, uh, the, the no people certainly seized on this issue yesterday.
0: All right, and we've had more polling recently showing that support for The Voice is continuing to slide in what must be very worrying signs for the government and the Yes campaign. What's happened recently in the last couple of days, Michelle, and how is the political leadership faring with all of this?
1: The Prime Minister was at Ghana at the weekend, of course, and a lot of good publicity came out of that. So uh, from the government's point of view, I think that uh, went pretty well. But in Parliament this week, the government has continued to struggle after a bad week last week. And I think that uh, it will be very relieved when the House is uh, adjourned for uh, a while and uh, it can get away from the questioning which the opposition is uh, pursuing every day in question time. As for the overall trouble the campaign is in, the Yes campaign, I don't think there's any silver bullet here. The government just has to hope that there are enough voters who can still be persuaded and that when the formal campaign starts, advertising ramps up and uh, it's all shoulders to the wheel then those voters will be persuaded, or at least enough of them will be persuaded. But things are not looking good for the yes case at this moment.
0: All right, Michelle, and on to another matter, Israel-Palestine relations. The government has announced it will return to the use of the term occupied Palestinian territories and will likely strengthen its objections to what Penny Wong calls illegal Israeli settlements at the ALP National Conference next week. Why is this significant? Palestine is always a very touchy issue in the ALP.
1: What the government is trying to do before the national conference is diffuse that issue as much as possible. Now we'll will see in a week or so whether, in fact, uh, it's it's done enough to do that. But the big issue, the big trouble for the government at that conference will be AUKUS. There's a lot of disquiet among ALP branch members on that. It will be managed. The government uh, won't be rebuffed. The uh, Prime Minister won't uh, find he's voted down but it will take a lot of management because there's no doubt that there is considerably strong feeling on this matter and it comes from not just the left but uh, also from the right of the party. Paul Keating won't be there of course but he'll be there in spirit and you'll remember the big attack that he made on AUKUS and the subs deal a few months ago.
0: All right, Michelle, and we now have the report from the inquiry into the prosecution of former Liberal staffer Bruce Lehman over the alleged rape of Brittany Higgins in Parliament House in 2019. But now even the release of this report has become hotly contested. What's happened here?
1: This has just been an extraordinary story from the start, hasn't it? As you say, we've had the report this week. This was supposed to uh, put some sort of uh, line under things, I think, when uh, the uh, ACT government commissioned the inquiry, but uh, now what we've had out of this is that the report sharply criticised the conduct of the case by the ACT Director of Public Prosecution, Shane Drumgold. He's now resigned, but the former judge who conducted the inquiry, Walter Sofronoff. Is under fire himself for giving the report to two media organisations on an embargoed basis ahead of the ACT government considering it, and in one case ahead of that government even receiving the report. And so now the uh, ACT government's considering whether to take action against him. Meanwhile, Brittany Higgins today has uh, been attacking the police's conduct of the uh, original uh, investigation and case. The police came out of the inquiry subject to some criticism, but really it was a, a light touch sort of criticism. And, of course, there are legal actions flying all over the place. So it's no more satisfactory than it was uh, a few months ago. But I think that those watching this saga have now formed such firm views on every side of this case that they're going to be little changed by this report or anything else that happens from now on, for that matter.
0: All right, Michelle, terrific to talk with you as always. Thanks very much. Thanks, Amanda. Our theme music is by Blue Dot Sessions. You can find more podcasts from The Conversation on our website at theconversation.com.